Hi, welcome back to Rewrite the Script podcast. I'm your host, Louise Jones, and today I have a very special guest on my show. I'm being joined by my identical twin sister, Lynn Taggart, and Lynn is highly intuitive. She's a channel. She's an energy healer. She is somebody who really helps high level entrepreneurs and CEOs get to the root of any problems that they have to be able to grow and expand their businesses and their levels of fulfillment and joy and happiness. And today we had a very honest, a very guided conversation around spirituality and energy and fear of judgment doing this work and how good it gets to be whenever you actually play in the magic of the universe. So I really hope you'll enjoy it. I am sharing all of Lynn's contact details within the bio on this podcast and just sit back, relax and enjoy the twin conversation. Hi, Lynn. Welcome to the Rewrite the Script podcast. I'm so happy you could join me today. And I know that we're going to go into some detail about your work and what you do, but also we're going to have a very lighthearted chat and we're going to be led. We're very much going to be led by uh, Spur and our own information, our own downloads. And let's have a bit of fun in this podcast. Hi, Lou. I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Okay. So first of all, Let's let the listeners know a little bit about the work that you do and who your key clients are. Okay, so I'm obviously your twin sister and I'm a mom first and foremost. The work that I do with my clients is very much around energy and helping them to shift their energy, helping them to understand vibration and frequency work and really helping to amplify their energy. And what I mean by that is just clearing out the stuff that doesn't serve them, tidying up some of the energy leaks, helping them with energetic boundaries, not being everything to everybody else and really putting themselves very selfishly at the like the forefront of their life. And what I'm really finding is that it helps them to attract more. So the women are leaders in their field, they're often entrepreneurs, they're coaches, they're CEOs, and they're really wanting to hit their next level, whether it's income or more clients or whatever it is they're going through. And having done a lot of that work up until this point, what I realized was the energy is at the core of everything. And I know we're going to dive into that a little bit more, but in a nutshell, that's basically what I'm doing. Okay. So it sounds really powerful and it sounds as if it has tangible results, even though we can't see what's happening Like as a human. We can't see what's going on behind the scenes. We can't see the energy. We can't see the extraction. We can't see the upgrades that are happening. But you know it because your clients have money wins and they have shifts with family and friends and their business. So if you had to explain to somebody how they gauge the results, you know, would, do you see it as a tangible thing or would you gauge it on feelings or how would you start to explain to them what they can expect when they work with you? Well, it's exactly what you said. It's very elusive. It's unseen. So there is a huge element of trust. Like somebody knows that beyond them, there is something more at play. And I know that you bring this in with your psychic work and your spiritual work. And that's basically where I started. But I then took it to a whole other level where I help people to see that 
And for me, it's like, you know, the client will bring me their thing, but they speak the words to me, but I feel the energy behind it or the energy under it. It has a response in my emotional body. It has a response in my energy body. I feel it. I'm super sensitive to the energy. So there will be things that I pick up in their vibration that they won't have any awareness of. And so my job is really to go in there and get to the root of what that is, help them to see it. So I always say, like, I'm helping you to see it through the eyes of source energy. Let's shift your perspective so that you can actually see so that it's not just me doing the work and they're becoming dependent on me. But I'm also teaching them, hey, this is how this shows up in your life. And let's look at it this way, helping them to understand what's playing out so that we can change it for good. Now, everybody's different. Some people are very in their masculine energy and they will think a lot about the shifts and think a lot about how they feel differently. Other women are very in their feminine energy. And so for them, it's something that they too are sensitive to. They can feel that their energy has shifted either in the moment or shortly after. And for other people, the results then start to show up. And I always joke and say, well, it is a kind of magic because a couple of days ago you were worrying or you were in a place of lack or you had these concerns. And now look, it's as if things have been energetically rearranged and the universe is, you know, very subtle, but also gives us these big things so that we can be mind blown so that we can really recognize I only did this new thing or I addressed this particular thing from an energetic standpoint and suddenly it's shifted. And so I love it whenever somebody has, you know, a painful client or they've had their biggest money month ever or they suddenly have clarity on their direction or whatever it is that's going on for them and when they come back to me and report what's shifted we laugh because I'm like of course of course this is shifted for you because your perspective around it has shifted does that make sense that's perfect and it's almost like you're taking something and you're moving it out of the way for them so it feels like roadblocks are being moved it feels like you're being able to give them not just the different perspective but that they're suddenly something that was an issue is no longer an issue. Yeah, so I always say, and it's 11-11 as I say this, but it's never a block. It's an invitation. And even that change of language and change of perspective around that thing being a block, it's no longer a block. It's an invitation to what? It's an invitation to look at it differently. It's an invitation to see it as a gift. And then... When you embrace it, you're embracing it not from a place of I'm stuck, but you're embracing it from, okay, let's see what this is bringing me. What is the offering? And that in itself is something that is such a powerful gift for the client to have. Perfect. So just going back, the whole masculine versus feminine energy thing fascinates me because I'm somebody who's predominantly in my masculine energy, have done a lot of energy work to bring me into my feminine energy. You're the opposite obviously because we're identical twins. But whenever you mentioned it, the first thing that came up in my head was, well, it's very possible to earn money in your masculine energy without doing the energy healing, without pulling things out. But what happens, like what's your experience of working with ladies who've made like six, seven figures and haven't done the energy work, they've done it in their masculine energy. What do they then seem to come up against? Well, the big thing is that there is usually... Not in every case, but here's just the thing that's coming through right in this moment is that there's usually an emotional void that hasn't been filled. 
because the masculine feels like it's very surface level. It's very doing, it's very putting itself out there. Um, I share it as almost hyper activity, like someone is hyper in activity. So they're doing a lot of things. They're spinning a lot of plates. It isn't sustainable. It isn't sustainable long-term because ultimately, and I've been there, you have all the money, you have all the things, but in the pit of your stomach or in the depth of your heart, there is something that you know you're not fulfilling. Like there's an underlying feeling of, is this it? What else is out there for me? I'm still not feeling the best I've ever felt despite having achieved all of these things. And that's kind of the way that it comes through. Perfect. So I can fully resonate with that because that ball of energy in the stomach, the anxiety, the stress is something that I've experienced for years working in corporate, you know, working long hours, driving lots, working from home actually highlighted it to me that it was anxiety. It was stress. It was always there because you were constantly being, you know, timed or watched or you had to be available for video calls at every second of the day, which is really difficult whenever you're trying to homeschool a kid or entertain a puppy or just like answer the doorbell, you know, normal life. So, you know, when I think about that, I think, okay, right, I understand that concept. So, you know, me jumping from the corporate world now into being like a full-time entrepreneur, I've had to undo a lot of that masculine energy. I've had to pull back from that hyperactivity and create space in my day. So how do you manage it as an entrepreneur? Like how do you How do you manage and create your own space? And how important is it to you that you have that in your day to be able to do your job or your your passion? I think what's coming through first and foremost is where someone is at in their journey. Like if I said to you, okay, Lou, you've now got to meditate every single morning in life, you would immediately have resistance to that. And so you've got to really check in with yourself and say, what are the things that I'm being guided to do that would bring me into more of the being? So the being is the feminine energy and it might look like a walk. And again, I had to walk at a speed of knots because it was all about, you know, burning calories and blah, 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 losing weight. And now I actually walk a lot slower because it's a very intentional thing. I'm doing it to calm my nervous system. I'm doing it to slow down. I'm doing it to with the intention of being in feminine and also like to receive, and I know we're going to go into that, but just to receive any guidance that comes through, I'm doing it to grow my energy. But find the thing that's going to work for you. So I meditate every single morning. That is my go-to. I always say to my hubby, that feeling that you achieve of lying in a sun lounger in the sun is what I get in my meditation every single morning. And that is what fuels that. I love getting out of bed, having the house to myself and doing 15 minutes of me time in that meditative space. But that isn't for everyone, especially if your kids are young or you're at a different stage in life or whatever. It could be that you literally just want a space out your day where you then have a break. I know my diary was very much like yours. It was like, this is the free time I have with no kids. So let's fill it with all the things and let's not leave room for me. But, you know, if you've a a roster rotor full of clients and you've no gap in there to sit down and have your lunch or sit and sip a cup of tea, um, where's the time for you to actually allow yourself to slow down? And also, like, what's the feeling when you do have that time? Is it guilt? Because you're doing nothing. I had that. I had to work through a lot of guilt and shame. 
And almost like if somebody sees me sitting in the garden doing nothing, oh my God, what are they going to say? So there was, there's a lot of the underlying emotions that you've got to work through. Um, does that help? Yeah, that totally helps. And it, a lot of it resonates for me where, yes, I try and meditate every single day. I definitely journal every day. It's not always possible to get the quiet time for meditation, but like you, I try and get up early. It's almost a race in my house in the mornings to get out of bed before my little boy wakes up or, you know, as soon as I'm up, the puppy's awake. But that is life. And, you know, even things like you said about sitting out in the garden and taking time for yourself, it's so productive, but yet it's non-productive. So, you know, I've spent probably the last, particularly a lot of time recently, but probably the last couple of years undoing a lot of what we've been taught where to make money, you've got to be busy. To make money, you've got to be in action. To be a good provider as a single mom, you've got to be working every hour, which for me was 12, 14 hour days some days, you know, just just to get to where I wanted to be. And it's actually a load of crap whenever you think about it. You know, we don't have to, you know, I lean back more and make more money. Result, I'm in my feminine energy. People respond to me more. It's more magnetic. So talk to me a little bit about that. I think that... The, the thing that I always talk about is source energy. So if I'm in the being energy and I have that connection to source energy and source energy is that feeling of being open to receiving from a higher power or the essence of yourself, like the purity of you. And the essence of who we are is not somebody who is overworked and giving everything to everybody else. We're actually full up from the inside out. And if I can have that space where I fill myself up intentionally every single day, that is a million times more productive than me going and sitting doing half an hour or an hour of aimless work on the laptop just because it's a habit. But at the same time, we're scared. We're scared that if we lean back, that there's going to be something, you know, the rug being pulled out from underneath us is a common one with clients. Um, not being worthy of receiving more money. You know, I want to make more money. So that means I have to work longer hours. None of that is true because it's not the truth of who we are. So when we bring in the connection piece, the spiritual piece, the quantum realm, that's the fuel that really the feminine energy is able to connect to almost like this mystical part of the world that, you know, we're not educated on it. Certainly not at school level. It's like there is a whole other world out there. And if we're able to access that and bring it in through our feminine energy, we are actually being way more productive. The results go up. We have more fun, more joy, more happiness. Our, our inner state is a thing that then opens up the, the outer world to have those, um, just those greater, not even quantum leaps, because I think that's what everybody thinks it's going to be, but there's a steady state of your happiness and your joy and the feeling of freedom, which everybody wants through bringing in more money, more clients, a bigger business, all the things. And those are the things that are actually at the root of more, more, more. Okay, that's perfect. So whenever I was listening to you there, it came into my head about, you know, this quantum field, this energy that we tap into. And whenever I first started my online business, I was like completely bowled over by the magic of the universe, the universal powers, law of attraction, all these phrases, books, audios, whatever that are out there that I knew, but I didn't feel my potential clients or, you know, my Facebook group or my Instagram stories was a lot of personal friends. So I felt, you know, they're not going to know what this is. Like they're going to think I've completely lost the plot if I come on and start talking about 
spirit and universe and quantum physics and quantum fields. And I referred to it as hashtag magic because it was magic. And I remember a magician contacting me and saying, what is this magic that you talk about? I really need to know about it. And I'm like, but you're a magician. Our magics are different. So whenever I then got my head around it and was able to start to use words, which people could relate to, they could relate to somebody being psychic. They could relate to channeling psychic guidance for them. They could relate to law of attraction because it was quite mainstream, even amongst the most popular entrepreneurs. So how did you feel when you first started talking about spiritual, like coming out of the spiritual closet, talking about this energy that is unseen that we tap into that just gets amazing results and people don't use it enough and we're not educated on it because it's not in the school curriculum I think initially I was excited like it's fair to say it was helping me so much I started this work in 2014 and it was helping me so much at that point in my life that I was actually really excited to share it I was surrounding myself with people who also were in it were believing in spirituality And so there definitely were places that I could like comfortably share it. I remember creating a Facebook group and doing it inside there. It wasn't that I was doing it super publicly, but then, you know, I had a lot of travel to America where it was very open in some of the masterminds and some of the events and things that I attended. So I think that I made sure that I was in those circles where it was comfortable. There's always that fear of what will people say? So I don't think that you have to worry about, you know, is it a conversation that you have around the dinner table? No. Is it one that you have with your best friend when you're out for a glass of wine? Who knows? Maybe over time. But in the beginning, for me, it wasn't. It felt almost like behind closed doors. It was a really safe thing to do in those inner circles. It, again, it was comfortable for me. I really started going a lot bigger with the energy work in the last couple of years. And I do remember like, for, for me, 2018 was really a big year of healing. And I think a big part of that was healing beyond and past the judgment of other people, realizing for me that that was actually self-judgment. I was judging myself. I had worries. I had concerns. And through it all, it wasn't even real. It was an illusion. I was able to work through that and figure that out and understand it was the ego at play. And my desire to share this work was so big that that was the thing that I just continued to lead with. That's perfect because that's how that's how I've managed to get my head around the self-judgment, the outer judgment. What will people say? Well, actually, now I'm at the point it doesn't matter what people think or say. They maybe don't understand it. They don't appreciate it. Everyone has a choice and this is our choice, so it's fine. And also, you know, people don't always understand it. So I think that's the bigger thing. We have to give people a Bible because they don't, necessarily know what it's about you know they hear the word spiritual and they think it's it's church it's christianity and that's it but we know it's so much more than that because i'm you know i know what my my views my religious views and stuff are but just you said something there you talked about the judgment moving through the fear you know if somebody was on this journey now how quickly do you think they could transition through their own fears or their own self-judgment Is it something they need support on? Or do you think people just have to decide and go for it, just like starting a diet? It's awareness of where you're at. Like what level is your fear on a scale of, you know, zero to 10? Get yourself support. I've always had support. I really think that we can't see our own blind spots. So it helps for somebody else to come in and say, this could be what's going on. I also think that you just decide that you're going to work through the fear and you work through it because it's not real. 
And people are so, you know, it's almost like bondage. They're bonded by the fear. It can keep them very stuck. It can feel very restrictive and constrained. But we've got to soothe that fear. So it's finding methods and ways that you can self-soothe as well as have a mentor or someone that you're close to to help to soothe the resistance. And when you soften the resistance and everyone has a different state of resistance, depending on what that fear is, it's almost like it melts away and you will wake up one day and in hindsight, you'll be able to look back and say, gosh, you'll actually laugh at yourself that that fear was the thing that ever kept you stuck because it does just go. Yeah. And I think a lot of people turn to coaches thinking that coaches will help the fear. But as you said, soothing it, you know, working through it, it's almost like what the show me now is some shoelaces being untied, like detangling it and straightening it out yeah. and getting to actually dissolve it and make it disappear. Do you think that's something a coach can actually help with or do you think it's more the energy work that you do? Because I believe it's more of your type of work where you can really get into the intangible side of it for people. Yeah, I believe it um, It can be both, it's fair to say. So in the beginning, I was a coach and then I shifted into more of the energy healing and the mentorship role. And the difference really is, and I describe it very similar to you, it's a ball of wool of tangled energy. And if you were to pick one of those strands, one strand might be a lack consciousness energy and another might be a judgment energy or whatever. So there's all of these different things that we get to detangle, untangle, and then it makes it easier for us to move forward or take action or whatever. The coaching to me, you know, was a lot of mindset work. It was a lot, it was like pressing the override button. Let's override this. Let's reframe it. And you can do that mentally, which works really well, especially for what we were talking about, people in masculine energy. But I needed more. Mindset work for me took me so far And then there was another level and another layer deeper again. So I really feel like when you're doing the energy work, it's getting to the root. It's like being in the garden. It's like finding a weed and you really want to pull it, not by the the green bit or the flower, but by the root. Because if you don't, it's going to grow back again. So the energy work is helping people to pull the energy that doesn't serve them or the emotion that doesn't serve them by the roots so that they set themselves free to then have and be a channel of pure, clean energy, energy that flows, energy that isn't stuck, energy that the way that I describe stuck energy is a very heaviness. It's like I feel heavy in the body when there's stagnant energy around me. You don't want to feel like that. You want to feel light. You want to feel free. You want to feel like you can move forward no matter what. So That's kind of the way I see. I also think that you can have a coach for many things. You can have your life coach, your physical coach, your strategy coach, your business coach. There's a million coaches out there. But the core of everything and everyone is energy. And if we're not addressing energy, we're missing a very vital component of the whole ecosystem of ourselves of the spiritual realm, of all of the clients that we impact. There's a thread that goes between everything, a very unseen thread between you, between the client, between the mentor, all the things. And I really feel like if you can address the energy, it's like you're, it's almost like you're taking a shortcut. You're totally taking a shortcut and you are collapsing time in the work that you do. You know, you know, you mentioned that and immediately in my head, I see corporations, I see leaders who need this support and 
you know, some of the work that I do is, is given psychic guidance to business owners. So for me in the corporate world, which is old, it's masculine energy. It's a very different type of selling, a different type of everything. It's an old paradigm. But there's such a need for psychic guidance in the background, giving them visibility of what's coming, who they're working with. And there's such a need for the work that you do, especially for the leaders who are impacted by everybody's energy in a boardroom. They're impacted by the energy of the company that they work for. And they're still trying to get results because I know even when I was in the corporate world, I was able to apply a lot of what I know just to get results really easily and quickly. And people mm. don't know how. So talk to us a little bit about that, about where it could fit in or how people may need it. Um, I think that I'm just sitting here mind blown. Could you, could you imagine if you actually went into, you know, the corporate world and combined both psychic guidance, right, which is the future with energy work, which is basically, you know, the power of being in the present moment, as well as detangling the past and all of the limitations that come up. People get very stuck in the high. And they think that the how is action orientated, but what if it was letting go of energetics? What if it was creating a stronger energetic frequency? What if it was feeling better more of the time? Very, very simple things that we have access to within ourselves. What if it was meditating before you get to work and suddenly every single dynamic in the workplace shifts? You know, there's so much that we could bring in there. Um, so yeah, it would actually be really cool to, to get to do that work as well. Yeah. And I mean, I know a, a technique of mine was always to meditate post lunchtime. It was like, go go for a walk, get grounded, come back, quick meditation, but also setting some really clear intentions before I sent emails. That was so important to me and being able to hit numbers for the year, like predicting my own sales figure for the year and actually hitting it on the last trading day of the year was just, it was magic. It proved to me that everything I was applying worked. And it wasn't through, it wasn't necessarily through the action. It wasn't necessarily through more phone calls or more emails or anything like that. It was actually the behind the scenes work and it was belief as well. So, you know, having the belief that that result was possible. So there was a bit of mindset in it, but actually just being available to play into the energy that we can't see every day in life. So beautiful. I love that. Okay. So this has been very, very free flowing today, which has been beautiful. But I have this question do you feel that your work was a calling? Yeah, 100%. Like I love business and I was a coach working with bringing this spiritual aspect, but also growing people's businesses. And, you know, that that was amazing. But I also felt like there was more, like I kept wanting to go to a deeper level. It was the energy speaking through me. And really having that connection, like I felt it and oftentimes I couldn't even describe it. And so I feel like I've called in the people to support me and, you know, the right type of learning. But also I've pulled back from, and this was scary to do, like pulling back from, I remember getting to past six figures and I just hosted a three-day luxury retreat, which was incredible. But I had that feeling within me that for me to go to another level, I needed to do more. I needed to heal. And that was very guided from within. It wasn't that someone told me there was anything wrong. It was just like, what else could I do? Knowing that there was more to come for me. So I think if you have a connection or a whisper or a knowing, don't ignore it. Because every time that I try to, and this is conditioning, right? Every time I try to, 
default back to what I know. It is the thing that pulls me away from the work that I'm here to do. And every single time it's like this, you know, elastic band situation, you're going back and forward and back and forward. It feels really uncomfortable, but it's required a lot of me trusting that the energy thing that I have, whatever you want to call it, is of massive service to people, is doing more than what the average person or the average mentor does. It's took everything within me to embrace that. I've had to work through every single level of worthiness to really step out there to do this work because it feels very different from the familiar coaching business entrepreneurial stance. And we're actually going into, I say we, because there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes as well that will elevate it even more. And I, you and I have talked about this. It's as if I did nothing and the people have come in. I literally took no action, but the desire was strong enough. And it's like spirit sent me the right people who could then put all of this together. And we're going through a massive rebrand. It won't be out for another few months. But again, those people came to me. I did nothing apart from believe that it was possible. Yeah, and that's beautiful. But those people were also there all along, just waiting for you to receive them, which is gorgeous. So you spoke about how you kept going back to what was comfortable before you really stepped into this calling. And I've noticed that massively in my business for the last eight months because it started off with a lot of self-development, a lot of coaching work, a little bit of law of attraction. And then as my psychic gifts opened up, I moved more towards psychic readings and guidance for business owners and some private clients. And I still kept playing with courses and private readings that were, you know, more towards self-development, but less psychic. Like I was playing down my capabilities. And then probably about four weeks ago, I was told to stop it all. I had to pull a pin on a program. I had to do certain things that would only make my work be either psychic activation or intuitive reconnection or readings. And that was it. And I took away such a large amount of my business, probably 50, 60 percent of my turnover to then grow it. And it all came straight back immediately. But what happened was like you, the message kept coming back in because I didn't listen to it the first time a few months ago. So when it's divinely guided, your spiritual team will absolutely give you, they'll give you a clue about it. And when the message doesn't land and we go off our own direction, they pull the bungee jump back in, they pull that elastic band back in. And then here you are, you have no choice but just to carry on with it and It's so beautiful that you felt the divine guidance because that's why those people have been able to come in and help you. And also when you're on that path, you know that it is leading to massive, massive growth, massive up level and massive opportunity and loads more money to come in as well. So tell me about your excitement as you move into this next chapter. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. But I also want people to know that it's okay if it's messy because it's not meant to be perfect. So even though it's divine guidance, it doesn't always mean that it's a beautiful, seamless process. It's almost like you do have to go through a little bit of, it's like an earthquake, right? This little bit of, you know, it's unstable. It feels unstable. Oh my God, what am I doing? You've got to go through a bit of that before you then allow the energy of all of the vision that you're creating to really come through. So when I'm really tapped into this vision, oh my gosh, it's another level. Like I know what I feel isn't even a fraction of what's to come. But if I can keep that connection open, right? And receive 
the ideas and the knowings and the guidance, the passion and the joy that comes through me is unbelievable. And there's nothing to see. It's just a feeling. And that scares the life out of people. There's literally no proof that it's ever going to work apart from the evidence, all the evidence. I just keep saying this. All the evidence I need is the fact that I can dream it and receive it because it's mine. It's created by me. We're the co-creators. And it's electric. It's seriously crazy. But also this would suggest that there's a lot of speed coming in. So instantly I get this quantum energy. And when I think of my journey and the fact that I started last year and then, you know, within eight or nine months have jumped from a really good job into just self-employment, it proves that anything is possible. Anything, when you see the vision and you concentrate on the end result, it is possible for the universe to just come together with all these beautiful ways and clients and people and everybody who's supposed to be part of your journey because you're open to receiving them and you're following the guidance. So it feels like your next chapter just because it's not here yet in the tangible, it's absolutely happening somewhere. Definitely is. I mean, I just feel like it was created years ago. Like it really is the analogy of planting the seed. You plant the seed and the second you plant the seed, it begins to spread its roots. And it feels now like it's coming up through the surface. And like you said, there'll be this, you know, really sunny day and it'll just burst out through. That's how it feels like for me. I've been self-employed since I was 23. I've created a lot and I'm just like, seriously, like this is the next chapter. It gets to be this good, but also just taking in what's happening along the way, recognizing that everything that I'm guided into or every conversation, every opportunity, every impulse or whatever it is that I'm led to do, it's happening for a reason, not to ignore that. And this is where people don't understand that they are the point of attraction that attracts these things to them rather than you actively seeking them. There's a huge difference. And so my job is to close the vibrational gap to become a stronger point of attractor so that I let this vision in because there's no point in it being up there. It has to actually come into the earthly realm. And that's key for me at the minute is to just to keep closing all of that vibrational gap to stay in massive alignment to get really excited to do you know my feminine energy work to stay in that place where I know like I know like I know that this is all coming together and it will be the dream and then there'll be more because I think you know people then go oh is this it let's stop I'm like no keep creating because whenever you can create and have these even more desires bigger desires whatever that is you keep up that excitement and that's for me really where it's at Yeah. And the excitement is what creates the speed and the energy. You know, I I can feel it now as I'm talking to you. And before I come on to the podcast today, I also pulled a card and it was the Rebecca Campbell series. And it said, this is happening for you, not to you. And this is the impulses. This is the little nuggets of information along the way that is Spirit's way of telling you that you're on the right path. You're doing this great work. People have walked this path before you because I know you've had so many synchronicities recently. And also talk to me a bit about the mountains. So For the listeners today, Lynn and I have daily conversations. We talk a lot about synchronicities. We talk a lot about just things and timing and conversations that we may have that mean something. And this week, mountains have been mentioned loads and loads. So I know we're always on the mountain. We're climbing it. So let's go into that a little bit quickly. I feel like I I follow astrology a little bit. So I kind of know on a daily basis what's happening and Monday and Tuesday, there was a lot about, you know, 
you're you're moving mountains like there was a lot going on you're moving mountains or you're facing a new mountain and I always see the mountain I read a quote somewhere I don't know who's by but it's like we've got to climb a higher mountain in order that more people can then follow so like we're the leaders or whatever the work is that you're doing if you feel like you're alone that's why right the leader of the pack is the one who's going first she's climbing the higher mountains so that other people can then follow through and it was so funny because on Sunday Harlow had to go back to school on Monday for the first and last minute I had kind of been thinking let's see what the weather does and we'll do a picnic and we ended up going to Flemish which is the mountain where St Patrick spent a lot of his life and I didn't really, um, I just knew that we were being called to go there. And anyway, when we got there, it was really quiet. We found a perfect spot. We weren't planning to climb the mountain or anything like that. We were literally just having a family picnic. And the sun was out. It was beautiful. We sat for quite a while and we left. And there was a lot of healing that happened to me the, the couple of days after that. So it was like I was receiving a lot of activations through that. And I really started going into, and this is where you and I were having the conversation about the mountain. And it's almost like that for me was not planned, right? That was just something like we could have went anywhere, even with the lockdown restrictions, we could have went in a completely opposite direction. But I just kind of was like, let's go here and see what happens. And then kind of like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, there were so many things that kept coming up that were all around how me and other, you know, this applies to other healers, but we're handpicked to do this work. We're being activated. We're helping others to heal. You know, everybody who was there that day got a beautiful healing. We're helping to clear energy that other people just, it's not their thing, so they're not going to do it. And all in all, what I see is like we're raising the vibration of the planet. So the more people who are awake, the more people who are consciously aware, the more people who are tapped in and, you know, have that, whatever it is, whether they work with energy or whether they know about their own energy and where they are in any given moment, it's almost like the higher power that you have, your connection to whether it's God whether it's source whether it's angels whatever it is if you know that you have that and you can turn it on in any moment you will move mountains if you're trying to do it yourself as a little old human who's stuck in her you know lack of consciousness energy you're going to create very little so it's like what if you were available to receive more what's the mountain that you want to climb how high is your mountain what's the mountain that you know you want to move what's the legacy that you're leaving and you have to claim it. It's not about waiting for someone else to come along and say, oh, Lou, I think you'd be really good at this thing. You know, there's your promotion or there's your certificate. It really is like if you feel it, you've got to claim it. And you've got to then, you know, step into it. And that is where it gets hard for people. It is. And it's about constantly reassessing those goalposts that you put. Because if you've claimed that mountain, and as you say, you've got to the top of it. So for example, a chapter has closed for me being able to move from, you know, job into just this business. But now I've got to create the whole new vision. And the whole new vision is being drip, drip fed by spirit of all these different strands that my business is going to look like. But it's just me. So therefore I have to go bigger and allow the team to come in and allow the support to come in because I want to stay in my zone of genius, which is not tech. It's not editing videos, it's not editing podcasts or anything like that. So as you say, it's about constantly asking for it. And what so many people don't do is they don't ask. 
they don't ask for what they want in life. They just think it's unavailable. So therefore they never ask for it. So a thing that you and I have got really good at is we ask for that thing that we think we deserve and we're entitled to. And Spirit are really playing with this call, by the way. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, my lights flashing like crazy. I'm gonna turn it off. It's really going nuts. <laughs> yeah, so it's about sometimes people are not asking for enough. And this is where as you say, you've got to you've got to put your stake on the ground. You've got to claim the thing that it's yours and you've got to know that you're worthy of it because the thing is, if it doesn't come to us, it's just going to go to somebody else. So whether that's, you know, the clients or the money or whether it's just your overall happiness, your freedom, you might as well have it. So many people can have everything in life. They don't have to pick and choose between what they think. You know, and this was me, like, I can't have everything because I'm a single mom, because I have to work, because I have to pay bills, because I have responsibilities. I've actually allowed myself to go beyond that and say, actually, I can have some freedom. I can earn more money. My life gets to be unlimited and there's going to be space for fun and connection and travel and all the things that I really enjoy. So it's so beautiful. Is there anything else you want to add, Lynn, before we finish up for the day? No, that was amazing. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I got all the chills, all the energy. So there's been a lot of divine guidance on this and whoever's listening to it is going to pick out the little bits that resonate with them. So thank you so much for coming on today. It's been really good fun. And I now fully, fully understand what it is you do with people. That's amazing. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to the Rewrite the Script podcast today. If you'd like to come and get to know me on a whole new level, you can join my private Facebook group, Rewrite the Script. You can follow me on Instagram, at Louise underscore Jones 1111 or you can look up my business page on Facebook Louise Jones it's been a pleasure having you today and I hope you've enjoyed what you heard and I hope that this resonates with you on a soul level 